Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nazir Daf Lamates. We left off at the Mishnah on Daf Lamates. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Lili Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom. It's also sponsored by Daniel Konor in honor of his grandfather's yard site, Manny Middleman, who is a Holocaust survivor, Pinchas Elimelech Ben Yaakov Shmuel, whose yard site is tomorrow. And I apologize if I mispronounced Daniel's last name, but uh, that's how I'm uh, reading it. Uh, so uh, we thank both sponsors very, very much for the uh, for the sponsorship. Uh, what we're going to discuss today is the following. The Mishnah is going to talk about if a Nazir removes hair at some point, either willingly he uh, gets himself a haircut, or forcefully some uh, listim or someone attack him and they uh, and they cut his hair. What does that do for his Nazirus? The Gemara is then going to have an unusual Chakira. Not a Chakira in Halacha, a Chakira in Mitzvah. The Gemara is going to discuss how does hair grow? Does hair when hair grows? Is it that more comes out from the body that it grows from the root and uh, the end of the hair get, then gets uh, that was always there gets further away from the body, or is it that the hair grows from its ends that the ends grow longer uh, but not that more comes out from the uh, from the body? So uh, the Gemara is going to discuss whether hair grows by the ends extending or by more uh, coming from the root. And the Gemara is going to have enough kamina legabe nazirus in terms of this chakira. It's not just stam pie in the sky. It's enough, there's enough kamina legabe nazirus, and the Gemara is going to bring four rayas uh, in terms of how hair grows. Then the Gemara is going to talk about whether the iser for a nazir to remove hair is limited to a razor, or does it include any method of hair removal uh, as far as uh, the nazir's limitations and the nazir's iser to remove hair? That's going to be toward the end. End of Amud Beis. So let's uh, let's begin at the Mishnah on Amud Aleph. So the first part of the Mishnah just tells us the basic uh, din that a Nazir whose hair gets cut within the Nazirus, and that it, uh, that since his Nazirus has to be at least thirty days, is going to have to wait thirty days from the Giluach until he could uh, conclude his Nazirus. So Stam Nazirus Shloshim Yom. But the, the the basis for everything is that if a person is makabel Nazirus and he doesn't say how long he's being makabel the Nazirus for, we assume. That Nazirus is no less than thirty days. That it can't be that it's ever going to be less than thirty days. The uh, the Kleyakar writes in uh, Parshas Naso when he describes Nazirus, he explains the Indian of Nazirus is that a person is porish from certain things from Yayin, and he says. Ein hakavana benaziru zeh shia parush minayayin lamid yom vacharkach yachzor lios kisovai yayin kibarishona. The idea is, if the guy's an alcoholic, if the guy has uh, is drinking way too much, he's not living a healthy lifestyle in terms of his ruchnius. That it does not mean that he's supposed to be a nazir for thirty days. He should be a kadosh and a parush for thirty days, and then when thirty days are over, he should go right back to how he always lived his life. Dim Cain tzadik. What was the point of that zipkos? What did it do if it doesn't leave a lasting impact? The idea is to uh, accustom himself to not being reliant on wine. So he'll go 30 days without uh, drinking wine, and then going forward, he'll live a more normal lifestyle, he'll live a more uh, healthy and uh, spiritual lifestyle. It just takes 30 days to break habits. So what's going on with the Nazirus is like how the Rambam describes that if a person feels himself pulled too much in 
in one direction, even though what we strive for is the golden mean, is the Shvil Azav, he should pull himself back in the other direction in order to even out over time. So it takes 30 days for such, a, uh, for such habits to, uh, to, 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 uh, to, to break and for a person to sort of reorient himself and have a uh, and, 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 and live properly. Um, the, uh, the, the, in the Prina Alech section of the Masiftov here, they quote from the Tzetel Katan of the Noam Eli Melech that, uh, that writes that a person is not is only created to be Meshaber Sateva. So therefore, a person should be Mizaris himself to break his Midos, specifically Bishnas Yudches, as, a, uh, as an older teenager, like an 18-year-old. He says, someone who's born with the Teva of Akshanus should be Meshaber Tivo Mem Yom Ritzufim, to do Dafka the to do dafka the opposite, and someone who's uh, who's lazy should be marking himself for forty straight days to, with excessive zrizos, because it takes forty days to break the teva, which is a little bit uh, different than what the klayakers. The klayakers saying it takes thirty days to break the teva, and that's why stam nazirus is uh, is thirty days. But the basic idea that one goes to an extreme in order to uh, in order to break their habits that certainly is uh, is true. So uh, so stam nazirus yom. So certainly nazirus has to be a minimum of 30 days and therefore we assume it typically is 30 days. So based on that we have the following did. Gilach Oshel Gilchu Listim Ibn Nazir cuts his hair during his Nazirus. Or Listim shave his head so so sir it's uh, it's so sir from the days of the Nazirus that he counted up until this point and therefore he has to count 30 days in order that at the conclusion of the Nazirus where he's going to have to be Megaleach Hiseyar he'll have uh, 30 days of hair growth because the Tanai in the Kiyu Mitzvah of Tiglachas at the end of the Nazirus is that uh, it can only be fulfilled when, uh, when, when there's 30 days of growth. So uh, it has to be enough growth that, that equals the minimum amount of Nazirus, the minimum amount of time that a person could be in Nazirus. So he's going to need 30 days of growth in order to do the Teglachas. So he's now going to need to wait 30 days in order to in order to do his Teglachas. That's how Tosos and the Rush learned our, uh, our Mishnah. Um, the idea that you need to wait 30 days, though, what, what's behind it is a little bit of a machlokas rishonim. The sheet of Tosas and the Rush is that it's not that it's so shloshim yom of the Nazirus, that uh, like someone who becomes Tame during the Nazirus, where uh, we said that it's so sir the entire Nazirus, it's that you need to be in Nazir for 30 more days in order to have the Metzius of hair that grows 30 more days, so that the shear of the, of, uh, the, the length of the hair will equal the amount of uh, days of growth of the minimum shear nazirus so that he could be mekayim the mitzvah of teglachas at the end of the, the nazirus um, the, and the Gemara is going to explain that that's talking about someone who didn't have any hair left at the time of the Kabbalist nazirus but if he had a little bit of hair at the time that, uh, that, that was there Bishas Kabbalist nazirus then he won't have to he won't need to wait the 30 days and according to that though the Lashon of the Mishnah needs a little bit of explanation because the idea of Sosa, the Lashon of Sosa Shoshim Yom implies that he has to add 30 days onto the Nazirus that he was Mechabal before. It's not really true, because he only has to add the number of days that are missing for the Hashlama Shloshim Yom until the end of the Nazirus. Meaning, for example, if Listim Amagaleachim on day 20 of his Nazirus, so he's got to count another uh, 10 days that remain from the Nazirus anyway that would have been there, and then you add 
20 more days on top of that at the end. So he's only really adding 20 extra days. So that's not Shloshim Yom. If he's Mechabal in the Zerus of, let's say, more than 30 days, and at the time that the, the Listim or Megaleachim, he still has more than 30 days left to his Zerus, well, it's not so or anything. Then he's fully on schedule. It's not going to... If the whole issue is just that at the end of the Nazirus, he needs to make sure that what he's being Megaleach is 30 days of growth, but it's not really so or anything. So that's how the halacha should turn out. So when the Mishnah says so sir, um, until uh, he has a, uh, a gidel seir shloshim yom, so shloshim yom, it means he's so, it's so sir until he can make sure that he has a gidel seir of uh, shloshim yom. That's how Tosfos and the Rush explains uh, the, uh, the 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 that's what the Rush writes in Tosfos in Tosfos second explanation. In Tosfos first explanation says that the Mishnah might be talking about if they were megaleachim on the last day of his nazirus. So then. From the Naziris, he's going to have to count 30 more days in order to do the Giluach. But uh, whether you make the Yukimta in the Mishnah or you say that the phrase Sosar Shoshim Yom doesn't really mean that it's Sosar Shoshim Yom, it just means that he's going to have to make sure that he has 30 days of growth. But that, that's how the Rush and Tosos understand the halacha that is being taught in this Mishnah. The Rambam in the sixth paragraph of the Naziris and in the Pirisha Mishnahis says that any time that uh, Nazir is Megaleach, it's Sosar in order for him to be uh, to, to count as Nazirus. And it doesn't make a difference how much time is remaining in the Hashlama for, for the completion of his, of his Nazirus. I mean, if a person was Makabal Nazirus for 100 days and 20 days into it, they were Megaleachim, so he's got to wait 30 days until his hair grows. And then after 30 days, he counts the remaining 80 days of the Nazirus. And during those 30 days of his delay, waiting to be able to restart the clock on his Nazirus, he has to observe all the halachos of Nazirus during that time as well. So the Rambam understands vastly differently than Tosus and the Rush. That Itake is so that there's a 30-day time period that he's sort of frozen, that he's got to continue to observe Nazirus, but it doesn't keep the clock going on his cheshbon of his uh, of his Nazirus. But we're going to learn like the uh, Tosus and the Rush. It doesn't really mean that it's so sir the entire Nazirus. It just means that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Gilu, at the end, you need to have Shloshim Yom, so the uh, Shloshim Yom of growth. So now the Mishnah says, Nazir Shigileach, if a Nazir does the Giluach, Bein Bezug, Bein Betar, Osha Sivsif, whether he uses scissors, or whether he uses a razor, or whether he pulls out the hair uh, with his hand, so he's pulling out with the roots, even if he uh, pulls out kolshu, one hair, in that way he's chayiv malkus because he violated the losase in the Torah of ta'ar lo yavar al rosho. And the Bryce is going to explain how I know that that's true even if he doesn't use a tar. After all, the Pasuk says ta'ar lo yavar al rosho. So how do I know that if he yanks out a hair with his hand that that's going to be a violation of the losase mida raisa. But that's only if he does it b'giluach ke'en tar, which means that he cuts the hair um, uh, the, the, uh, from very, very close to the scalp, very close to the skin. That's what Tulsus explains on Amid Beis. The Rabbim writes that the shear of ke'en tar is that he doesn't need, leave enough hair that it's k'de lochof rosho ikaro. That he doesn't leave hair that's long enough. He, closes, he cuts it close enough that the hair remaining is not long enough to bend over the uh, tip of the hair over to the, uh, to the root of the... The, uh, of the hair. But if a Nazir uh, cuts even a single hair, he's going to be Chayiv Malkus. Okay, so now the Gemara discusses uh, how to 
does hair grow exactly? When uh, hair grows, does it grow from the bottom, from the root, or does it grow from the top, from the edge of the hair? According to the first side, the, uh, that it comes from the uh, place where it's attached to the body, from the, uh, from the root, uh, so uh, that which is attached right now to the, to the body, is going, that, that which is there right now, as time goes, will just move itself further away from the body. According to the second side, whatever is close to the body right now will stay close to the body, but new length, the, the, the length will just uh, extend from the end of the hair, and it's just going to grow out. It is interesting that we describe Mila El, meaning the, from the top, being from the edge of the hair, right? Because hair typically flops down, right? So if, uh, uh, you know, very often the root is actually the top, and it, uh, you know, when it comes uh, down from there. But that's typically the way we describe things. Makum chiburam is normally the place that we describe as the bottom, meaning even if you, let's say you have a, uh, you know, how do you hold a lulav, right? So, uh, so the lulav, the bottom, is the part that's attached to the tree. The top is the part that's further away from the tree. Even though uh, on a palm tree it's hanging down, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't uh, that's, that's typically just the way we describe things, is that that which is, uh, that, that which is connected we describe as the, uh, as the bottom, and that which is not connected we describe as the, uh, as the top. However, the rush writes that, uh, that the reason it's called the top of the hair is because when the hair is very short, it sticks up. It doesn't flop over. I don't think you need to say that. I'm not sure why he felt, why the rush felt the need to say that, meaning even if it's long, that's the way we typically describe top and bottom of something. But anyway, this is the Gemara's Chakira. How exactly does hair grow? Does it grow from the bottom or does it grow from the top? So says Gemara, what's the Chilik Ladina in such a Safek? That if you have a Nazir, that listim or megaleachim. The Radvaz points out in Lutzen Zirus, it's not dafka if, uh, if listim or megaleachim, if he was megaleach himself, or if another Jew was megaleachim. It only says listim because it's not so common for a Jew to do this and violate the Yisra of Giluach of a Nazir. So we'd rather, if we're going to give an example, we'd rather say that this was done al karcho because he wouldn't want to violate an Yisra. But the point is, it's about a Nazir who gets a haircut, um, and he, uh, they, they were not megaleach his hair all all the way until the root. So they left him with the length of hair that's long enough that you could uh, you could you could bend over the edge of the hair to touch the uh, the root of the hair. So if you to say that hair grows from its root, from the place where it's attached to the guf, so uh, so then uh, the nazirus hashakle, uh, then the hairs of the nazirus, the the hairs that were there. When uh, when he was makabel in the zirus, the listim took had, had had removed from him because he was makabel in the zirus. He observed in the zirus a little bit, and then they gave him a haircut. So the part that they cut is the part that uh, that that uh, if it grew from, if it grows out from the uh, from the root, the part that they cut was the part that was there when he was makabel in the zirus. Um, the part that was uh, that was there when he was makabel in the zirus has now distanced itself, distanced itself from the guf. New hair came in from the uh, from the root and since the listim or megaleach that the tips of his hair it turns out that they took from him the hair that he had at the time of his kabbalas nazirus and that hair had kedushas nazirus chal on it because when he was makabal nazirus that 
was the hair that was uh, that that had existed at the time. So all he's left with is the new hair that grew after he was mekabel the nazirus. And since uh, that's the case, it's still going to require a, a, a steer of shloshim yom like the din in our mishnah. But if you're going to say that the hair grows from the top, that it goes and it lengthens itself, but the part that's attached to the body remains in place, so then the bottom part of the hair that he had at the time that he was mekabel the nazirus and that kedushas nazirus was chal on hakayim, it's still there. So since he has a sheer chashuv of kedei lachafroshu he has a reasonable amount of hair, and it's that very same hair that he had at the time of the kabbalas nazirus. He could be mekayim in the midst of teglachas with that hair, and it's not going to need to be so said the nazirus. That's the way the rishonim explained. Intuitively, I would have thought the opposite, right? I would have thought the hair that grows during the nazirus is what's most important that he be megaleach and that would require but that's not what the Gemara is saying the Gemara seems to be saying the way Merov Rishonim understand is that uh, is that whatever hair was there when he was mekabel the Naziros that's the key hair that he needs in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Giluach and therefore he's not going to need a steer of Shloshim Yom in order to uh, fulfill the mitzvah of Giluach as long as that hair still remains but if they remove that hair from him and uh, all he's left with is this new hair that had grown during the Nazirus, then it will be so soon as he's going to have to wait another 30 days. So the Gemara wants to know, okay, Mitzius, what's the uh, what's the answer? How does hair grow? So the Gemara is going to have four rayas. Raya number one, Toshma Meha Inba Chaya. Come to bring a raya from a particular type of a louse that people find on their heads. Dekayim beikva devinta that uh, it's it's constantly standing at ikva devinta at the uh, the the part of the hair that's closest to the scalp and v'isal kadaitach and if you're going to assume that miltachas ravi that the hair grows from the scalp so bereishit devinta by lemekam as the hair grows out that louse should ultimately just move further away from the person's body because uh, he attaches himself to a part of the hair and if the hair grows out from the root the louse should over time move it itself further away from the body. So says Ravi. Really Ravi. Really it grows from the uh, from the root. That because of its chiyus, because of its alive, it's it's alive, it always is pushing to get to the place where it uh, gains its sustenance, which is at the roots of the hair. So it keeps climbing back up. So uh, as the hair grows out, it climbs itself further toward the uh, toward the root of the hair, and it does that. The rush explains because its kiyum comes from the zeya, from a person's sweat that's right next to the scalp. So the, this uh, this louse wants to get as close to the scalp as possible. So he's constantly he's constantly on the uh, on, on 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 the move. That's how uh, that's how 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 the uh, how, how the gemara is assuming uh, that it could be that the hair grows from the root, but the louse is always. Going Going to uh, going to be back in its original location. Now in Shulchan the, the Mechaber Paskins in Orachim Sim Shinta Zayin, they are allowed to kill a kina on Shabbos, and Mishmur explains because uh, all melachos of Shabbos are derived from the Mishkan Tafiyomik Coincidence, right? That's uh, these parshios, and uh, killing Balei Chaim is derived from the Shechita of the Ayalim Adamim that were in the Mishkan for the that they would use for their skins, and uh, so just like the, the these Ayalim were are parim verav. 
Ravim, the only things you're, that you're not allowed to kill on Shabbos are things that are part of a Rava, are things that, uh, that reproduce. As opposed to a Kina, uh, Laos does not come from a Zachar and a Keva, it comes from Zaya. It spontaneously generates from, uh, from, from, uh, uh, from, from conditions that are uh, not so uh, sanitary, and if a person is schwitzing a lot, that's where lice are going to come from. And therefore, it's mutter to kill a louse. So the post can discuss, okay, now what about nowadays where we know better, right? Meaning we know that that's not where they actually come from. So uh, now are we allowed to kill lice? Meaning can you take the heads of the shulchan and say, well, apparently they believed, in the times of the Gemara, they believed that lice uh, were spontaneously generated. Okay, we have microscopes now, and we have, uh, therefore, a better understanding of uh, that there's an egg, and that, it, okay, so we know, we know better how it, how it works, so may, but we're still allowed to take that heter? Or is it, no, you're not allowed to kill anything that's part of a rava. So there are a few different mahalchim in this sugya. The marsham in Das Torah brings a raya from what it says in our Gemara, Tashma meha inva chaya. That the Gemara brings, and the Mefarish and Tulsa say that an inva is beitzei kinim. So, uh, so he says, you see that even beitzei kinim have chiyus. Um, and uh, the, and, and uh, but then he's, he rejects the raya because the Gemara Masech Shabbos says that there's a min of kinim that are called beitzei kinim. So it could be that when our Gemara says inva, it doesn't mean all uh, beitzei kinim. It means only that type of uh, ki- of kina that's called beitzei kinim, and only that has actual chiyus. But the spontaneously generated kind don't have actual chiyus. So the our Gemara is, is used almost as a raya in this uh, this discussion. So basically a number of different approaches. The Pachad Yitzchak, not Rav Hutner, the Sephardi Pachad Yitzchak, the encyclopedia, writes that he loved the Mistafina. He says, if enough for, that I were afraid, uh, I would suggest that in the Zman, uh, the, the Bismanenu, where uh, people know, where we have a greater uh, knowledge and we know that uh, Balchai uh, comes from Beitzim and we could prove it with Rayos Bururos, so Shomer Nafsho Yerchak Me'am, Lo Yarug Lo Parash Lo Kina, person cannot, uh, uh, cannot, cannot take such a risk, you're not allowed to kill such, a, such an animal, because we know that it in fact is part of a rava. In Mikhtav Melio, he was also asked about this, and he said that the din never changes. Bein l'chumra, bein l'kula. He says the klal yadua, the chazal or kovea things, based on what people are able to perceive in normal circumstances, without any fancy equipment. So since beitzikinim are so, so tiny, to the point that it doesn't look like they come from uh, male and female, so that's halachically they're viewed that way even though the mitzius is not that way and therefore you're still latakilakina despite the fact that we know that the mitzius is different because the halacha is nikva based on the way we perceive things not based on the way they actually are it's like the ribua of tefillin what how sophisticated does your machinery have to be to measure that it's an exact square that it's not off by uh, you know a, a millimeter or whatever in one direction or the other you look at it and if it looks like it's a square it's a square. If it doesn't look like it's a square, then it's not a square. It's, it's not based on the mitzius that it be exact. That it be. It's based on uh, the way we're able to uh, to to uh, to interpret things. And the uh, third approach is that, that of Rav Yashiv. What uh, was that in the time of Chazal? They had kinim that were not part of a rava. Nowadays, our kinim are part of a rava. If you're able to find a Chazal type of kinah, then you'd be allowed to kill it. But now we have kinim that are part of a rava, so mainly you're not allowed to kill it. But anyway, it's just interesting that this gemara comes up as a raya in that discussion. So now the Gemara brings the second raya. Toshma, 
In Bamesa Bereshit de, de Binta, a second raya, you see that a kina dies, and when it's dead, you'll find it at the tip of the hair, uh, further from the body. But Visal Kadaitakamila El Rabbi, if you hold that the way hair grows is that the tip of the hair grows out longer, so then it should always remain close, as close to the body as it was. Meaning, if it starts out very close to the body and the hair only grows from its ends and not from the roots, it should always stay close to the body. So it says, Nami, no, a kina that's dead doesn't have any kalach to it. It's a It just slips down the uh, length of the hair. So just like the live kina is climbing, we could say it's climbing back up toward the root, the dead kina could be sliding down uh, further away. So we can't bring a raya based on where you find a kina, whether it be alive or dead. Um, raya number three. Tashma mi beloris to kushim. There was a uh, beloris, which is uh, the, the kushim used to grow their hairs. They would, uh, they would shave their entire head, except they would leave a little bit of hair growing forever. And that, that little bit of hair, uh, they never touched. And they would braid it in order that it shouldn't be unwieldy or whatever. So they would braid it and tie a knot uh, at the end. So the basa, the megadunla, after they, uh, they, they, they braid it, uh, so and some time goes, the braid starts to loosen, but not at the end, uh, closer to the head, the braid starts to loosen. Why does it loosen closer to the head? It must be because that's where the hair is growing from, not from the end. So says Marano Hasam Nami, even by the belotus, we can suggest that maybe the hair really does grow from the end, and that which it gets loosened close to the head is Aidi Dikamta Hi Meshitva de Rafia, that uh, since the, it's, it's, it gets uh, pressed on uh, when a person and lies his head down on the pillow, and uh, it gets uh, it gets it gets mushed. So the uh, the 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 uh, the tightness of the of the uh, of the braid moves down toward the end, and uh, and it loosens toward the uh, roots of the hair. But that's from outside pressure. That's from it being manipulated by other things touching it. It's not a result of the uh, of the way the hair actually of the way the hair actually grows. Uh, the Torah's Nazir points out we could still bring a raya that it's uh, that it, that it grows milamata because you see that it doesn't grow out. Meaning when they put when you make a braid you have to have something at the end to hold it tight, right? So the growth doesn't come outside of that you know ponytail holder at the end. The growth all comes from within the braid, from from uh, from closer to to the head. It doesn't come from the rashi asaros. So he says, yeah, but the gemara could have said something similar that when, uh, but that could also be from outside uh, pressure. That it could be that the ponytail holder moves further down on the uh, you know further up, I guess you would say on the uh, on the braid because uh, when when he goes to sleep at night or something like that. I mean, the point is the braid could be manipulated, so you can't tell anything from the way the hair seems to be growing within that braid. So says Mar, let's bring a raya number four. Tashima miskarta that if a person uh, if a person uh, um, um, uh, uh, dyes an animal's hair red uh, and and it causes when you put some dye on the hair of an animal it causes it to uh, to cluster and to uh, stick together um, so to rafi amra that milatachas uh, that after some time the wool that grows from that animal will loosen but it loosens at the bottom meaning the edges are still gonna are still gonna be painted and still gonna be uh, sort of like blue 
glued together, and where it's uh, loose is at the bottom. And the reason must be because it's growing from closer to the body and not growing from further away from the body. Vitanya, and uh, the, we have a brisa tells us that uh, that this act of uh, of dyeing the hair of an animal appears in Maseches Bechoros, the Gabi Meiser Behema, because the way you do Meiser Behema is you put all the new animals in a pen and you open the door a little bit and you let them come out one by one and every tenth animal you mark with a red marker as Meiser Behema. So you have a brisa that says uh, that says that that's what uh, that's what they would do. The Mefarish uh, ex- uh, quotes this uh, the Vitanya and he explains that the Gemara's uh, the Gemara's intention is that up until now all of our rayas were from Etsias. So now we're bringing a raya from that which is mentioned in a Mishnah or a Brisa somewhere. So Lechore, he says a Mishnah. So Lechore should have said it's Nan and not Vitanya. The Berks Rosh just wonders, why does it help to the fact that it's mentioned in the Mishnah? The raya is not really from the Din in the Mishnah. The raya is from the Metzias. The raya is from the fact that that's just the way it plays out in, in Metzias. It's not from the Din in the Mishnah. So he says that the Gears and the Gemara should have been Utanius. He has a different Gears in the Gemara where it's not Vitanya. He says this is a typo in the uh, in the Gemara, we have Vitanya Visu Katsavi Savia Dikinun. When, 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 and, and in addition to that, when older people dye the hair of their beards uh, black, when their their beards are turning white, and they uh, they dye them black, and then Chivron, then they become whitened. Ikvenimun. Then where do they become whitened? From where? From the roots? From where they're coming out? Meaning you could dye it black, and then the black is going to get further away from the body, and what comes in new is going to be white. So Shmaminami Latachas Ravi. So you see that. It comes milatachas. Uh, uh, the uh, the the the, uh, the the rush writes. Why are they dyeing their beards black? So that should be near him kibacharim that they should look like they're younger. And uh, the the shulchan aruch in yardes in says you should just know you're not allowed to do that because it says loyulbash gever similas isha and therefore a man is not supposed to dye his hair because he's not supposed to uh, because that's considered a feminine thing to do to dye one's hair and therefore it's a violation of loyulbash gever similas isha. So the poskim discuss. Okay, but what if a person goes prematurely gray? What if you have uh, every once in a while you have a teenager or something that uh, his hair turns white and he's very embarrassed by it? Or uh, so is that going to be a violation of Liyubash Gever Simlas Isha? Or if a person not Dafka teenager, he just looks older than he is and it's cost, costing him opportunities in Parnasa. So is he able to uh, to dye his hair? So uh, the, 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 those that are Matir, those that are only Matir Ali De Nachri De Israel, and those that are matir only with uh, with seva edom, but not with seva shachar. Only with red, and not with black. And uh, there are those that are that are even uh, machmir. So, uh, but the pashtus is that it should be mutter, right? Meaning, if the whole issue is that uh, that it's considered a feminine thing, but a man wouldn't do such a thing. Well, a man would do such a thing. Uh, it's considered a feminine thing to make yourself look younger than you are. Men typically, you know, are uh, em- embrace uh, aging as uh, well. Back when men were men, you know, they they would embrace. Uh, uh, aging uh, as it as it happened, and they wouldn't try to uh, to fight the idea that as you get older you look a little older. It was, uh, women were more likely to uh, to fight that idea as much as they can and to try to make themselves look look, uh, look younger. But it's it's also interesting just that we feel like we need to bring a Bryce over here. Uh, you know the way the Mfarish understands that we're not we're not satisfied bringing from a uh, from a svara. Um, the uh, the the Chidar writes in one of his svarim that whenever you bring a raya to anything. You should never just uh, rely on Svari. You should always find a Gemara or Poskim. You should always find a Maramakom. Yeah, that's typically true. But uh, you know, but when we're dealing with a question in Metzias and we're not dealing with a question in Halacha, it's a Metzias 
that, that, that affects the halacha, but it's still, I mean, ultimately it's a question of mitzvahs. It's a little bit funny that we would feel that there's a need to bring a raya from a brais or from a mishnah, becharos or whatever, as opposed to just the mitzvahs like we're bringing at the end with the hair growth. But bottom line is, shmamina. At the end of the day, we do come to a conclusion that the hair grows from its roots. It doesn't grow from the length of the hair just going further out from the, uh, from the body. So the Gemara asks on this uh, maskana, but wait a second, we have a brisa. Nazir shagilchu listed. If a nazir is shaved by listim, and they leave with him, they don't give him a full haircut where they shave his head, they leave him with enough hair. It's not, he's not going to have to spend another 30 days because, because the hair that he was left with was the hair that he started with. And that's the hair that Kedushas Nazirus was chal on. So that's good enough. He could be Yotze, the Mitzvah of Giluach, with that hair. But But if you hold that the hair grows out from the bottom, so Listar, then the hair that he was left with was not the hair that he started with. If it grows out from the bottom, then the hair that he's left with is brand new hair that grew in during his Nazirus. So it should be so sorry he should need another 30 days of growth in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Giluach. So the case is that they were him on the 30th day of his Nazirus before he got an opportunity to fulfill the mitzvahs that pater him from Nazirus, meaning before he was able to do his Giluach and his bringing of Karbanos. Umani, and who is the author of this brisa? Who's the one that says that if you're Megaleach after the Melosi made Nazirus, that it's no longer going to be Soser Shloshim Yom? Meaning, when this brisa says that if uh, Listim were Megaleachim and they leave him with enough hair, it's not going to be Soser. It's not because the brisa is assuming that the hair that, uh, that, that, um, that he was left with is the hair that he started with. No, the hair that he left with is hair from his uh, Nazirus. It's just that when it happens on day 30, when it happens at the end of the Nazirus, it's not going to be so sir. That's Rabbi Eliezer. That's the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. Da'amar kol achamlos shiva so sir. Rabbi Eliezer held back on Daftez Zayin that any Nazir that becomes tame to a mace after his Nazirus is ready over, is ready over, doesn't need to, uh, it's not so sir, the entire Nazirus, like a Nazir becomes tame during the Nazirus, he just needs to wait seven days. And according to that sheet of Rabbi Eliezer, similarly, a Nazir who's megaleach his hair after the Nazirus is already over is not going to need to wait another 30 days. Seven days he's going to be able to be mekayim, the mitzvah of uh, Giluach. And that's if they don't leave him with any hair at all. But if they leave him with enough hair that it's Kedeloch of Rosh Karo, he doesn't need to even wait the seven days. He could do it right away. So just like Rabbi Eliezer holds when it comes to Tuma, that Tuma, La Achar Malos, is only going to cost you seven days because you you just need to wait the amount of time it takes to become tar. So, so too, when it comes to a haircut, that you only need to wait the amount of time it takes to have enough hair. Uh, and if you and if they left you with enough hair, you don't have to wait at all. So then you're good. Then you can uh, go ahead with the process right away. My time at the Rabbi Eliezer. Why does Rabbi Eliezer hold that if a person is in Skaleach, after the, the, the conclusion of his Nazirus, he only needs to wait seven days to do the mitzvah of Giluach? Shouldn't he have to wait 30 days, the amount of time of Nazirus, to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Giluach? on his hair, so the Gemara explains, Yalef, Tiglachas Tara, Mi Tiglachas Tuma. We 
learn the din of Teklachas Tara of a Stiris Nazirus without any, any form of Tumah, meaning a Stira that came only through Giluach, where Listim just attacked him on Rumagalachim, but he had not been become Tameh from a Stiris Nazirus that comes about through Tumah. Ma Teklachas Tumah, just like when the Nazirus has been Nistar through Tumah, the din is that if he becomes Tameh after the Melos, he only has to wait Shiva, he only has to wait seven days, and then he can bring his Karbanos and he can conclude his Nazirus. So after Glachastara, so too, someone who's Nazirus was Nistar through a Giluach and not through Tuma. So if that happens on the last day, on day 30, Shiva, he only needs to wait seven days, no less, no more, because we learn the Stira that comes, Al Yedei Teglachas, from the Stira that comes, Al Yedei Tuma. And if, uh, but that's only if they uh, shaved his head entirely, all the way down to the root, and they mamish balded him. The Kimlu the Rabbanan, and the Rabbanan uh, knew that Kol Shiva Yomin, that the, the amount of uh, time that it takes the hair to grow long enough to get to the length of is seven days. So since the Torah requires you to wait seven days when your hair is totally shaven, you understand what the Torah wants is that you should have if you already have because they didn't totally shave you, they gave you whatever, a number two haircut or something like that, where you're left with so good, so you don't have to wait anything. And it's not so, sir, anything. Okay, then the Mishnah went on to say, So uh, whatever instrument he used, he's going to be chayev for removing hair. He's going to be in violation of that losase. So now we're going to have machlokas tanoim about the isr teglachas of a nazir. Is that true? Is it, is it with any instrument or is it only bitar? Right? Is it only uh, with, a, uh, with a razor? Right? The Pazik says, And then it says, Kadoshia Gadol Parasar Rosho. So Tanarabban, the Bryson says, Tar, it says, Tar lo Yavar al Rosho, Eliel Tar. I would only know that using a razor is problematic. Talash, if a person uh, if a person detaches some hair or merat or he uses some sort of sam, some sort of, uh, of ointment or something that causes hair removal sif safe or he pulls it out by his hand, uh, kolshu, even only kolshu, which we assume means even only, Tulsa assume means a single hair, even just one hair minayin, how do I know that if he that those are, that's also usr tamadomer, that's why the pasuk goes on to say kadoshi gadal perasa arosho that uh, that gadel perasa rosho that it sounds like you're not allowed to remove it at all. It has to be megadel pera, and if you're megaleach, it's a violation of an assay where you are not mekayim the mitzvah of gidel pera. From Tos, it sounds like that even if it's just a mashahu at the edge of the hair, it's a violation of the, the assay. Um, and that's that's not a, a shear. There is no shear for that. But the rush says that even the assay you're only uh, over if you didn't leave kedei lachav roshali karo when you cut the when you cut there, if you cut it so close that you didn't leave Kedei Lachav Rosho Ali Karo. So that's a machlokas uh, in the Rishonim. As far as the Isra of Sar Lo Yavar Al Rosho, there are a number of shitos in uh, how to understand the shita of Rabbi Yoshia, right? We're, we're going within the shita of Rabbi Yoshia over here. Tosas understands that according to Rabbi Yoshia, you violate the Asai whenever you're Megaleach Samach Rosho Ke'ein Tar. And you're Chayv Malkos, even if you didn't do it Ali De Tar Mamish, even if you do it, you did it through some. Uh, other instrument. The Rosh, in his first explanation, understands that Rabbi Yosha holds you don't get Malkus at all uh, uh, with anything other than a Tar Mamish, even with a Giluach Ke'en Tar. It's only a violation of the Asay if it's a Giluach Ke'en 
Mutar. So the different sheets of Rishonim exactly what Rabbi Yoshia holds, but the bottom line is he holds that no matter what instrument you use, it's a violation of the halacha. Whether it's only a violation of the assay or even a violation of the assay, it's a violation of the halacha. Rabbi Yonason Omer, Tar, Eni Elatar, Mira, Telosh, Siv Siv Kolshu, Potter, it's not you're not in violating uh, you're not in violation of anything. If you use something other than a tar, potter meaning it's not even a violation of an essay. I vaksiv kadoshiya. Why isn't it a violation of anything? What do you do with the end of the pasuk kadoshiya? Kadel perasar rosho. Sanches gemara lemeimer dimgilach lebetar kaimale basevelosase. That just teaches me that if you use a tar, not only did you violate a losase, you also violated an essay. We have another price that says tar in the other tar. I would only know that a razor is a violation. Talash mirat siv sev kol shu minayin. How do I know with other instruments? Tamalomar lo yavar al rosho. So lo yavar sounds like anything cannot be yavar al rosho to cut your hair, and that's if it's megalech kein tar that you cut the hair really really short. So that's the losase. Umeachr shosafenu l'rabos kol davar matamalomar tar lo yavar al rosho. But once we're going to say that anything is going to be included, that any type of instrument is going to be included. Why does the Torah specifically say tar lo yavar al rosho? Let it just say lo yavar sa rosho. So the Gemara answers the fish lo lemanu l'teglachas achrona shia betar. We would not have learned that the legabi the chiv of the teglachas at the end of the nazirus that it has to be dafka with a uh, with a tar. So from that pasuk we learn that since it says tar legabi the isr of giluach during the nazirus and it's an extra word, so this is the principle called im so if tar is not necessary to tell me how one violates the Nazirus, it's there to tell me how one concludes the Nazirus. That at the conclusion of the Nazirus, one needs to use a tar. Tomorrow we'll pick up with the bottom line of Lama Tesson Beis. Everyone have a wonderful Shabbos.